You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on The Cooligans, we talk about all the excitement of Comebol World Cup qualifying. We preview the, the Thursday night football match, Brazil-Uruguay. We, we panic a little bit about USMNT, and we try to figure out and try to help Phil Neville adapt to Major League Soccer. That's right. Plus, we talked to El Presidente, Fernando Fiore. You guys probably know him from all the stuff he's done in soccer. He is a part of the Fubo family, and we cannot believe we've got to the point where we technically work alongside Fernando Fiore. <laughs> we talked to him about everything from his career, Argentina, Comitable World Cup qualifying, and also, he takes his shirt off. I'm not making that up. That <laughs> and more today on the Cooligans! Yo, it's me, Dave Vianic here, and I've been hanging out with the Cooligans, having a nice, and I hope you've been having a nice too. Yeah, baby! Yes. Okay. Yes, keep it going. Don't stop. Don't end it. It never <laughs> Okay. Yes. All right. That's it. Alexis has depleted his oxygen levels for yeah. the show. This is going to be uh, solo uh, while you just watch a passed out Alexis on camera. Is everyone else dizzy? Also, we'll be right back after these commercial matches. It just ate up the hole. <laughs> be uh, just, you know, ads for uh, pills to revive human beings. Right? <laughs> defibrillators whatever we need come back i'm wearing one of those hospital things around my nose uh hello everybody welcome to the cooligans my name is christian polanco that's right i'm alexis guerreros we are your favorite stand-up comedians to host the funniest soccer show right here on fubo sports network yeah also christian i don't know if you i got a telegram uh from a pigeon a note Ooh, on a pigeon and when a i opened it it was a <laughs> yeah look <laughs> pigeons are sending telegrams now uh, <laughs> and it specifically said to remind you that we're also the gulliest. Interesting enough. Wow. Yeah. I, you got you got to love modern technology these days. <laughs> Even the streets know. You feel me? <laughs> You're, we'll be a- yeah. I'm waving that big old stick on a roof until <laughs> until I get my telegram from a pigeon. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. how it works, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yes, uh, oh, I got another message from a pigeon uh, that our guest today is going to be Fernando Fiore, el wow. presidente. Uh, you, you may remember him from... <laughs> you may remember him from his time at Univision. Uh, uh, Fox Sports, and now he is part of the Fubo family, uh, doing coverage for the Comebol World Cup qualifiers. So we're, we're this might be we're, the most exciting guest we've ever had for the sake of my family, and I think mm, your family, because right. like forget everything this gentleman has ever done in the world of soccer, which is a tremendous heap of of, of accolades. Lente loco. <laughs> That's Bro. it. We're, we're, I mean, we, we have guests from all swaths of, uh, of society. All right. Uh, so we're going to be talking uh, a bunch of stuff with him. Obviously, Argentina, Comebol, World Cup qualifiers. Uh, and that's, that's really what's on everybody's mind right now. Let's start with Comebol. Uh, if you're watching this uh, live right now, you, uh, you know, Brazil, Uruguay is coming up uh, uh, at 830 Eastern time. Obviously, Obviously, tune in, uh, you know, the, the Comebol World Cup qualifiers exclusively, uh, the streaming home, uh, Fubo TV. So that's uh, right. Go, go check that out. So let's um, let, let's just react to the, the last, uh, you know, at least the table right now. Right. Because obviously Brazil still in first, Argentina still in second. Uh, and, and it looks like that's probably how it will end up. But you know, three to five, the the the, the potential, uh, you know, other countries that could go to, to the World Cup. That's where all the movement is. OK, that's where all the action is happening. And Uruguay uh, is playing against Brazil. And this is a game that which is uh, not Uruguay- easy. But these two these two nations have competed against each other at the highest levels. One tiny, tiny little Uruguay made up of less than 4 million people and the monstrosity of South America (laughs) known as Brazil. Those two generally go kind of head to head. I mean, obviously, Brazil with a lot more championships, 
But generally, they they they're you know they're rivals regardless of the size. Sure, and Uruguay I, I is usually th- known for their defending. And this uh, is the interesting thing <laughs> with with uh, with Comebol is like there's there's only ten teams. Uh, there's yeah. only ten countries that participate. Everybody's a rival. There's no like it's every game is a derby. Right. Every game people is are like, like oh remember Paraguay Bolivia in 1944. <laughs> You're like no, but why do you? <laughs> so. so uh, this is why every game uh, is so incredibly uh, intense. But the, the the it was a really bad loss for Uruguay against Argentina. Embarrassing, you know, absolutely yeah. embarrassing. That if, if I think that's a derby, right? I mean, it right. feels <laughs> they, they, the the colors are pretty similar, and there's a lot of history between the two countries. So you're so. blue and white, and we're white and blue. All right, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> it seems like we were friends at one point, yeah, and yeah. then something Our flags happened. Are really similar. <laughs> that's yeah, it was just like if you just look into the the, the little detail of why the uh, the you know how these countries differentiate themselves, you realize there was a bloodbath, there was a war <laughs> yeah. that really led to the yeah. having the different flags. It's a really, it's always a tragic story. There's anyway. always some horrific loss of life involved in a different a slight adjustment to a flag. <laughs> you could have picked a complete different color scheme, a different Money, color no way. Going with purple. Why don't we go with purple? It's like no, no, no. I think we should murder each other so that I could make this slight remix. Exactly. We can't we can't come to a, an agreement. It seems like we're going to have to fight about it. Okay. Uh, but a terrible loss for Uruguay uh, against Argentina. But And then uh, to, to, for your next opponent to be Brazil. But let's um, talk about that for a second because everyone's saying like Cavani and Luis Suarez, they're both walking out with walkers. You know what I mean? Mm. They're old. How How is Uruguay even going to attack? They're known for their defending. And then all of a sudden, their defense completely falls apart. How do you give up yeah. three goals to uh, to Argentina? Granted, it's Argentina, but you've seen these guys before. Remember, yeah, remember the, the war for the flag? <laughs> like you've seen these guys before. The the uh, Argentina, you know, for for the most part, with as good as the players are, are not. They're not regularly putting up three, four on people, unless it's like Bolivia, Venezuela, and stuff like that. Yeah. So it, it's it's still a, a, a bad a look uh, for, for Uruguay. But again, to go up against Brazil next, the I'm a little bit more confident that Brazil will fix their, their offensive issues that they had against uh, Colombia rather than Uruguay fixing their defensive issues that they had against Argentina. I oh, think no, Brazil, I think, no, no, you're wrong. Uruguay got so embarrassed, Uruguay is going to park El omnibus, okay? <laughs> they are not going to let this happen. They're going to try to counter uh, for the little chances they get. They may lose, but they're not going to embarrass. They're not going to allow themselves to be embarrassed. Oh, I, well, I mean, I, of all teams to, quote unquote, not allow yourself to be embarrassed against, Brazil is the hardest one to do that, right? Yeah. So. But see, this is also where, like, the one thing I love about Uruguay is they, like, they like to dial up the conca-caffiness. You know what I mean? The dark arts. You feel me? Even though they're incomparable, <laughs> they, they they get a little bit of that Central America in them. You feel me? Got and as it. soon as you go near them, they're going to start grabbing their shoulder, falling. <laughs> Ref, did you see that? He just he, he just hit me in the knee. And the guy's like, I wasn't anywhere near him. You know? All of that. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll see what, what they can, uh, you know, what, what they can muster. Because uh, it's going to be a, a big match. So, again. Uh, to well, after- I don't care what they muster, but they need to catch up as well to <laughs> brazil in the standings okay look we it was my fault for using that word you know because uh, uh, alexis can't let anything go uh, so we will talk more comable with uh, fernando fiore uh later on in the show and again another reminder 8 30 uh eastern time brazil uruguay so uh yeah a lot to, a lot to discuss coming up Christian, I don't know if you heard uh, the people uh, rioting outside, but uh, the men's national team lost to Panama. <laughs> and apparently, oh, wait, no, I thought that was my local school district and the parents who were upset about <laughs> yeah. the mask mandate. <laughs> yeah, I love how they yell in each other's mouths that they don't want masks. <laughs> thanks for that. Uh, thanks for that, parents. You're supposed to be the example. Uh, <laughs> but uh, take that same anger and I think misplaced anger and uh, skip over Kyrie Irving and put it over. <laughs> on uh, what you would call it on men's national team uh, because people are calling for Burr Halter's head already. It's one loss. We are in second place, Christian, and we lost <laughs> to Panama. Are right, you freaking so- out? 
I am no, but I'm a you know the the loss against Panama is definitely uh, you know I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed. Okay, oh, you know <laughs> now that's apparent right there. <laughs> you know I should I should have a I should be the principal. Yeah. Um, the uh, you know obviously we're recording uh, this before the match against Costa Rica, so our concerns and panic might uh, you know be a complete afterthought, and no, you can ignore it. Uh, but I, I would say. The 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 loss against Panama is it's it was a risky move to make as many changes as Berhalter chose to make seven changes from uh, uh from the previous match against Jamaica and the the match against Jamaica made it feel like yo we got this look at this we, we goody you know, yeah, yeah like we we, we dominated Ricardo um, Pepe is worth I don't know two three hundred million dollars <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's all it, look at yeah even with Ricardo Pepe just the news uh, that that. There's a, there's a, the rumor is that he's going to be going to uh, Wolfsburg, uh, and and that's a whole other conversation. But look, uh, it, it, we'll talk about that because I don't feel like that's the best move for him. But you know, anyway, the uh, but that loss is is just a a it was a poor game, right? Everybody has already said this. It's it just we, we looked really 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 bad. Uh, not really the, the the confidence wasn't there, especially in the midfield. Um, you know the the, the not having uh, not having Tyler Adams, like you, you see that there's a couple players that that can really that really have like a lot of leadership and they sort of control the game a little bit. Tyler yeah, but Adam- but you know, I mean, I will give Burhalter some credit because Kellen Acosta has looked pretty good in place of as you know as a replacement for a Tyler Adams as yeah. that kind of stable leader, little bit of a gruntness to him. You know what I mean? Little bit of a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. I kind of and he just had a bad game and he wasn't the only one. I mean, I right. mentioned this to you. Um, I forgot who mentioned this before, but Shaq Moore uh, started. And I think you and I both agree. Yedlin probably should have started in his position uh, there. But Shaq Moore plays in the second division in Spain and is having trouble getting on getting be, being a starter on that team. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. like, not to say that that's not good enough to be in the men's national team. Absolutely. But maybe someone who hasn't played a lot of minutes for their club isn't really the right guy to throw into this situation, especially when that that veteran wiliness is really important when you're going up against one of the one of the one of the most CONCACAF teams of all yeah. CONCACAF. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it does feel like, you know, especially the, they scheduled the, people to run on the field. <laughs> Did you know that? They, they, wait, so this I know I know people ran on the pitch, but you saying that that was that was intentional. That was scheduled. Former players have admitted that in the past. That's part oh. of their plan. They place those guys in the. St- I mean, if this is what they're willing to do, <laughs> you maybe maybe don't throw in a guy who's only played in training. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look, the not having uh, Anthony Robinson, not having Serginho Des as as the fullbacks, like the. The if you're gonna take them out because we know that they're both very skilled and 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 are a good boost to to the offense, you know, not even talking about defensively, but even to the offense, the the drop off seems to be pretty stark. And if it, and if it if it's about getting points on the road. Uh, in, in in a challenging environment where where you know uh, where we we know it's difficult to play, then. Get the experience in there. Get the old guys. Get get the get Yedlin. Bring Miazga in. Get the old get, get the guys who have. Uh, uh, that's a, that's a, he hasn't played that many games in there. Yeah. But the point I'm making is that get the get the guys with experience that that w- won't um, be too nervous. Not to say that anybody was particularly nervous, but you know, the, the, just the way that the U.S. played that game looked cautious, way way too cautious. Well, yeah, because I think in order to play in order to play a, a system like Greg Berhal which you kind of have to have like full confidence that the player is going to be in the area that they're supposed to be. It's a lot like when Pep Guardiola and Mikel Arteta as examples, when they, they, they have this system where they break the field into like the thirds long ways. And like, there's not so many players. It's very similar to that, but like you need to be like, if you're going to be here, that means other people have to be in their places. You know what I mean? In order to do that, you have to have a a squad that kind of knows how to play together. And when you make seven changes, you're not going to have a lot of familiarity there. And sure, you yeah. could do it in training, but it's really difficult up against the Panama that one always is up for playing matches against. You never really gets a chance to win. And they're home. You're away. And I know you've mentioned this before. Winning your home games, you're good. 
If you win right. your home games, you qualify. Maybe that's clearly what, you know, Greg Berhalter was thinking. It's like, look, we're going to go in there. We're going to play a mostly defensive team. Maybe a 4-3-3 is a mistake there. Maybe you go to a 4-2-2 and hope you could break into a diamond in the midfield. Maybe you park the bus a little bit against them. They're not expecting it. Well, Something like that. wouldn't be enough, enough people, but okay. 4-4-2? Four, four, <laughs> you said 4-2-2. Two, two. Oh, did I? Well, you know what? Who needs all those players? <laughs> we wouldn't play with two down. <laughs> You're really going to confuse them. They're like, I feel like there's some couple of players missing here. But you you even said this, and Greg Brawlhalter, uh mentioned this. Uh, which one call it? You, you're planning for Costa Rica. So you're saying like, look, we, we need our best players available for Costa Rica. So you make seven changes. Everyone's like, boo, how could you make that many changes? You got to play your best team so you can win every game. Dude, we have a home game against Costa Rica coming up. So if if he starts his best players against Panama, maybe there's an injury. Maybe they're too tired to play, uh, you know, against Costa Rica. We're all like, oh, you're not good at planning for the matches. Right, right, right. He should have made changes. Did he make too many changes? We can say that now in hindsight. Because they lost, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a frustrating uh, it's a frustrating position to be in. But look, even if if uh, if I'm a coach, seven changes feels risky. I mean, seven it's is seven a lot. out of eleven. You know? <laughs> it's a lot. You're really like that's you're, the you're, majority. <laughs> you're calling a brand new team at this point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk some major league soccer. I know it's an international break, but MLS says we do what we want. Right? <laughs> And I'm glad y'all take breaks internationally, <laughs> but we here in America do not. <laughs> so uh, the there was a game uh, between Inter Miami and uh, Red Bulls, uh, and uh, Phil Neville got in a little bit of trouble post game conference. He wanted to uh, you know let it all out. He wanted to really share how he felt about the officiating. He did not hold back. <laughs> he did not hold back. And in in the in the most. British of ways. It was, it was, it was very, I am, I am unhappy with the treatment my players are receiving. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, this is <laughs> preposterous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, he got, he got uh, a find an undisclosed amount. And he, yeah, here is just some of, uh, some of the quotes. He goes, um, uh, he said, quote, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but something is fundamentally wrong with the way referees treat enter Miami. Uh, they, uh, he, he added, there has to be a massive investigation into the decisions given against Inter Miami. We, we want this to be the best league in the world, but we've got decisions like that. So the, 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 you, you can't, you can't go this hard at the refs. I mean, also, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I suggest that Inter Miami do this, uh, investigation so they can find out. This is just MLS refereeing. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is what fans have been complaining about. For decades, it's how, <laughs> this is it's how it works. There, there was another quote here that says, uh, is, is this quote, we've had our integrity questioned this year. Uh, we got stones thrown at us and we had to, to uh, and, and had to take a lot of absolute shit from a lot of people and had to accept it. Obviously, uh, Inter Miami had to deal with uh, the, the, the fines from uh, MLS for breaking the roster rules, signing right. uh, six, seven DPs. Uh, <laughs> and so they got they got in trouble for it. And yeah, they, they are. They happen to be the butt of of jokes uh, and, right. and some ridicule. And yet that comes with the territory. It's not necessarily Phil Neville's fault. He wasn't there when a, a, a lot of. But this, that shouldn't uh, influence the refereeing just because you cheated and got caught. It is what it is. Once the whistle right. blows, it's what's happening in the game. But at the end of the day, the refereeing isn't great in MLS. It's 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 uneven. I mean, it's inconsistent. It uh, is what okay. it is. I, I wouldn't even go as far as as that. You know, I think people can make this complaint. Uh, people make this complaint about Premier League referees. So it is what it is. This is the job. It's a difficult job. Not not to say that referees are not, can't sometimes get it wrong. Uh, we saw the game against uh, the U.S. against Jamaica. There were a lot of really really terrible. Uh, well, I mean, you can't cards. referee with your eyes covered. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not that. But I think the 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 the, the thing here is. Uh, Inter Miami won. I think they went on like a four game win streak, four or five game win streak. They got their hopes up and then they started losing again. And now Phil Neville's upset. 
that his team is bad. His team is bad. Let's right. let's not be crazy. Inter Miami would yes, it's a great uh, organization. They're figuring Next, things out. Next, he's gonna want an new- investigation into the vibes. He's like, yo, the vibes ain't right. How are we supposed to win with these vibes? You yo? saw? Did you see uh, Gonzalo Iguain get uh, uh, cut up by by Sean Akira Davis the other yeah. day? Yeah. So that is, are you invested? Can we investigate that? Because yeah. what's it? Your man's making a lot of money to look really bad out there. Stop complaining about the referee and help Iguain find his ankles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I mean, I, I get the, the frustration is clearly there from Miami, and and I'm sure some of it is valid, but uh, yeah, we got a is, uh, we got a special event coming up on Monday, though. That's right. Okay. No investigation needed for that, baby. Just show up and hang out. <laughs> okay. Um, the uh, gamers outreach, the 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 uh, spooktacular streamathon, we're gonna be a part of it. Uh, gamers outreach is actually a, a really really dope organization that uh, provides a video game kiosks for children's hospitals so kids that are in hospitals for long-term stays uh, they provide a, a video game so they can uh, help pass the time they're really cool they accept apple pay you got to pay to play these no i'm joking it's free <laughs> it's free for the kids imagine well kid you better have good credit no it's 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 free What's for the kids and they can kid? <laughs> i mean do your parents have a credit card uh which we call it? they wheel them into the kids rooms and it allows them to play the video games and then it's it, they get completely disinfected and the next kid can play with it in another right, room right. or, you know, when there's another child in that room. It's absolutely essential. And we have a lot of fans that work in children's hospitals that have mentioned to us these are really essential. It really brightens their day. It really changes the mood of these children. And no, no, nobody wants to see a child in a hospital. This is at least a way to make it a little better. So we're going to be streaming on behalf of this benefit, trying to raise money for them. Right. Um, and hopefully, you know, raise their profile a little bit so more people can donate. Yes. Yeah, so Monday, uh, October 18th at noon Eastern time, uh, come through on Twitch, twitch.tv slash soccer cooligans. Come watch. We're going to be playing FIFA 22 with a couple friends. Uh, Aaron West, our friend, uh, just we, we can announce one, uh, at least one name so far uh, is going to be playing some FIFA with us. Uh, so come through, donate, help support and uh, yeah, help support Gamers Outreach. And Fernando Fiores coming up, uh, el presidente, uh, the, 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 the Latino trio that you've been waiting for. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast episode. We just want to break in with a word from one of our sponsors. Actually, it's us, and it's our Twitch channel. That's right. You know, you've seen us on, on Fubo TV. You've, seen, you've listened to us on the podcast. Maybe you've uh, clicked like on one of our personal seductive photos on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> you know how we love those body pics. <laughs> okay. We're trying to... We know the game, all right? We're not going to... Anything for, for likes and views, baby. Yo, that that's, you know, that's, that's what you got to do nowadays. But we're also on Twitch. We live stream... Uh, every tuesday at 6 p.m eastern time for prem show uh but we do other stuff as well we do watch alongs uh we you know we 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 uh, interview people uh it's uh we play fifa uh and we're gonna be doing a lot more stuff on there so join us on twitch hit the follow button it is free that's right so just go to twitch.tv slash soccer cooligans or make it easy for yourself and just go to el twitch.com that's e-l-t-w-i-t-c-h-e.com and that'll bring you right to our account and hit that follow button right now what you waiting for christian what an honor to have this guest here this is incredible it, it feels like uh you know this is our uncle <laughs> it's just uh fa- familia <laughs> joining us on the show uh this is not only not only uh you know have we met this man before which is already uh, an honor but now we we are working for the same yeah! employer okay? how crazy never is mind, that never in my <laughs> life did i think this would ever be a possibility you can uh, hear him i don't know I, this i i'm shocked right normally if you're co-working with us something terribly has got wrong for him <laughs> or something amazing has happened to us which i think is exactly what has happened i mean he is a legend it just you can't imagine the sport of soccer in this country if you, especially if you're Latino Americano or Latinx American, without this gentleman's voice being a part of it and his presence being a part of it, uh, ladies and gentlemen, el presidente, the one, the only, Fernando Fiore, everybody. Oh, hey, Fernando. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, man. I, I, I'm honored. I, uh, <laughs> I'm so happy to be here with you, Christian. Alexis, yes, uh, we met in person a few years ago in uh, the when they opened the National Soccer Hall of Fame in Frisco, Texas, and yeah, right. um, and uh, and it was fun and uh, and and I 
pretty sure that's going to be fine again today. So <laughs> it's just that I'm not a visionary. Right. But I yeah. When you be- met us. When you met us that first time, you were like, oh, who let these clowns in here? Yeah. I'm the only clown allowed no, here. No, right. is, no, 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 no. I always promote all the clowns. I never expected me, yeah. me to be the only clown. Maybe, just maybe, I was the first clown in sports when nobody believed yes. in sports entertainment 20 years ago or maybe more because actually I, I've been doing it since I started very, very early, 32 years ago. And they thought I was crazy. Wow. I'm a clown, uh, but I never, I never <laughs> wanted to be the only one. The thing is that many people didn't want to be in my squad. They wanted to be on the other side of town. And uh, but hey, were, now it's crowded. Were you always like this? Were you always like this growing up? <laughs> growing up, when you were watching, you know, Riven. Uh, score goals. Were you walking around banging pots and pans and stuff? Uh, <laughs> Was no, it always no, the no. same? When you had a kid, when you had a kid, and and uh, and, uh, and the River Place court at that time, it was a serious matter, man. <laughs> because right. because you you didn't know anything different, and uh, and you know I grew up in the sixties and seventies. I'm from nineteen sixty, so uh, it was uh, it was a very serious business, especially because I have to admit. Uh, I was born in 1960, and I have to wait until 1975 to see River play a champion because it was a draw. It was a really bad spell of 18 years that River Plate was not a champion of the local Argentinian league. It was the, the, the worst right. spell for us, 18 years. Uh, we were so used to, my father was so used to be champions every single year with River play, and then all of a sudden, you know, it was a curse of a thousand dinosaurs urinating on us. <laughs> and, uh, and and then all of a sudden uh, we haven't been a champion from 1958 until 1975. So no, no pots and pans okay. at that time. It was kind of a more of a crying <laughs> game. It's a... Yeah. All right. So let, let's talk about uh, speaking you know, of Argentina. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Argentina, uh, we we we're both we're on Fuo TV. Right. You are covering Viva from Fugo! the World, the world Cup qualifiers. Yay, this yay, is. Yay. <laughs> That's right. This is incredible. Uh, it is an honor to be working on the same network as you, uh, Fernando. Uh, but let's talk about Comebol, the World Cup qualifiers. Argentina, uh, you're Argentina. You're wearing the shirt right now. Uh, you know, when it comes to you know last last World Cup qualifying cycle, things got a little scary for Argentina. It took it took towards the you know Very maybe yet. the last Very game yes. uh, to to completely qualify. But things look a little bit more settled. Uh, you know. Especially after the Copa America victory, I'm sure that was exciting for you yes, as well. Yes. Um, but you know, the, 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 I think the overarching question is how you know the the, the balance of seeing Me- Messi succeed and seeing Argentina succeed. Uh, you know, I, we've spoken to some players that are like. It, Messi's happiness is almost more important than Argentina's happiness. <laughs> no, uh, no, how, no, where no. do you stand uh, no, no, on no. that? No, no, no. It comes hand to hand, you know. And uh, that was a very, very, very tough night. The one that you mentioned it uh, uh, was the last game against Ecuador on the previous qualifiers. Yeah. Uh, the same night, I was in Trinidad and Tobago on the stadium watching U.S. <laughs> against Trinidad and Tobago. So it was a very difficult <laughs> so, night. Because Argentina was losing to Ecuador, and uh, and and the U.S. didn't do well at all. Uh, thank right. God, yeah. Messi scored a hat trick, and uh, and uh, and it was a you know a perfect situation for us to to qualify. Unfortunately for the U.S., it didn't go that well, and we were eliminated <laughs> from Russia 2018. So that particular night is uh, you know it was very hard, very hard to uh, to be there at the stadium watching USA at the same time on the iPad watching Argentina. So I was, you know, <laughs> with the same, at the same time, they were playing on and, and getting crazy. And um, unfortunately, it was only 50% of happiness. The other 50% didn't right. work. Coming back to Argentina. Uh, no, no, it's not more important that Messi is happy. The more important thing is that we, the Argentinians, the Argentinian fans, the whole population was waiting for almost three decades to be a to be a champion again because 1993 is too far, too far. Right. And uh, <laughs> and that was when we won the last uh, Copa America in uh, in Ecuador, 1993, when we beat Mexico two to one. So uh, 
I didn't think that I was going to have to wait for that long, to tell you the truth. Uh, we were, you know, we were very sweet at that time and coming with a, you know, with a, with a couple of tournaments that we won. And 91 yeah. uh, in Chile against Colombia, I think it was the final. And then 93 against Mexico. So we were having a great team. Everything was going great. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, everything went down the drain. Uh, <laughs> it, it started, yeah. It started very bad uh, with uh, with a World Cup in 1994, with Maradona being out. Uh, we get eliminated, yeah. you know, uh, and then you know 98, we were okay, but not so good neither. Then 2002, that was a disaster, getting eliminated on a on a on a, on a group phase, uh, and and so on and on and on. Cop Confederations Cup, Cop Americas, everything was completely negative for the national team, for the major national team. Then we got a couple of uh, Olympic goals that it was a little bit, you know, sweet on that, that point, but nothing on the, uh, on the national team, on the, on the big national team, and nothing on Messi since he started in 2006 in the World Cup. It didn't work out neither. So it was really difficult for all of us. So when you wait for so long to get a major trophy, Talking about Argentina, one of the powerhouses in the world with two World Cups and uh, and so on, then it was really tough uh, for every single person. Uh, Messi, yes, he was suffering, but he didn't suffer, you know, as a player from the beginning. He he, you know, he started later. Uh, I'm really happy yeah. that Messi is happy, but more than that, I'm really happy that the whole soccer nation of Argentina is really happy, and I think that's important. That finally we got a tournament. I mean. Uh, it, it's not more important than obviously all the situations that we have in Argentina now with a political crisis and economic right, and so right. on. But, uh, you know, in terms of sports and soccer and uh, our football, uh, it, it was it was due. It was due to win one major tournament. And we did it in a great fashion, beating Brazil at Maracana. So, you know, happier than uh, a dog with two tails. <laughs> Speaking of Brazil, <laughs> obviously the match had to be, uh, you know, rescheduled. Our producers are like, what did he say? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Our producers are like, are you Espanol, talking about Espanol. us right now? <laughs> no, no, go in English. Go in English and figure it out. And you know, <laughs> one dog with one tail is happy. He's always moving the tail. Imagine one dog with two tails. It's just he crazy. Would be double happy. So, in yeah. español está perfecto. Más contento que perro con dos colas. <laughs> well, hablando de Argentina, I'm sorry. Speaking of Argentina and Brazil, um, obviously the game yeah. had to be rescheduled. We've got five no, matches. They don't want to play, man. They don't want to play. Yeah. <laughs> they got five. We got five games on Fubo TV tonight, the day that uh, this is airing on Thursday. Yes. Uh, looking ahead to match day 14 in November, big rematch, Argentina-Brazil. I mean, Argentina-Brazil. What do you think about this match? Do you think it's even going to matter? Because it looks like Brazil finally dropped some points. Or do you think the Ministry of Health is going to hire some new people to uh, <laughs> shut this whole thing down again? Neither, neither nor. Uh, I, I personally think that that game is not going to need it to be played. They don't want to find the time to get, again, all the people together to play that game. Uh, since Argentina and Brazil probably will be qualified earlier than, uh, than right. the last than the last window of uh, of matches for Conmebol, then I think that they will just go and try to assess uh, a penalty to either Argentina or Brazil, and 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 they will say you know uh, Brazil wins the points or or, or, or say one point each or something like that. But uh, I I don't think that they're gonna find the time to play a game because uh, it's so difficult to get to get all these uh, to get all these windows, the FIFA windows and the clubs are so pissed that they have to give away the players again. So uh, this one was ridiculous. I think that it was a, a big mistake in every sense of the word. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to say who's exactly is the guilty party because there are so many things that we don't know. Imagine some things we know and we saw in front of our eyes the stupid situation of having to wait till the match started. One of the Biggest matches of soccer around the planet, and they have to go five minutes to then go and stop it, which is ridiculous. Imagine how many things we don't know that it happened behind the scenes. So, right. you know, uh, it, it's difficult. It's difficult to give an opinion that it will be certain, but I don't think that that game will be played. And and if they will, they 
fine with me. I'm going to watch it. And hopefully I'm going right. to uh, be also broadcasting it with Fubo. <laughs> so, it, you know, it's a win-win situation for me. Yeah, for Bo- for Fubo, I hope it I hope it yeah, happens. It's a big ratings, <laughs> good ratings. Well, no, for Fubo, let me tell you, for Fubo, for Fubo TV, actually, it was very interesting because uh, everybody was watching that game, and then when this, you know, the hell <laughs> break loose, and, yeah. and we got to go on air again. I always, because of my experience on TV and uh, and and my thirty five years of experience in this business, uh, you know, I always try to watch the games. On studio, I never go anywhere because you never know when something might happen. And that particular game, believe it or not, our main producer David Pagan went to me and said, "Oh, you're gonna go and watch the game with us, you know, in the third floor." I said, "You know what? I'm gonna stay here in the studio because you don't know when something could happen." Believe me, that's absolutely <laughs> true. And I said, "I'm gonna stay right here." But anyway, I stay, I stay in the studio watching the games all the time. It's not like it was something different that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. But those were those were my words. I said, "I'm gonna stay here because you don't know when something could happen." And you know, that's why that's five, why you are a veteran later, of, this, of this business. You had that's you had that to tell wily veteran presence. Yeah, you had to you know tell I mean? David. You were like, "Hey, you know anything? Happened? No, <laughs> you know what? No, the ministry no, of you was, were like, I don't know, the ministry of health could come out and." Try to deport the. Uh, you uh, never know. I wasn't, you never know. <laughs> I wasn't that specific. I don't want to take credit for that. I wasn't that specific. It was more general type of thing. Sure, I stay sure. here no, just in case something happened. That's like when my mom tells me, put clean underwear in your backpack when you travel, right. just in that's case. Right. <laughs> Muy Latino. Muy Latino. Very no Latino. Let me tell you something. <laughs> it's coming <laughs> handy, my friend. <laughs> you to the hospital, something happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, look, I, look I, it'll be, I hope this game is, uh, hopefully it happens. Even if, if, if um, you know, the third or fourth place team is within striking distance yeah. of, of Argentina, the, obviously the game will have to be, uh, will have to be played. Um, but let's talk a little bit about uh, Brazil. You, uh, uh, a couple days ago, you had, you were talking about uh, Neymar and his comments saying that he would... Vende humo. Hey, ben. Vende humo. He's a, he's a smoke seller, man. I don't believe him. Right. He's basically he said if anybody hadn't heard that this might uh, be his last World Cup and he will not probably won't play in 2026. Essentially saying, you know, uh, 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 being a footballer is overwhelming, is mentally taxing. I don't yeah, know if I yeah, can continue yeah. to do it, but you you didn't buy it at all. Nah, no. You know what is overwhelming? Working, working, lifting big bags in the port of Miami at <laughs> three o'clock in the morning and, and, and you have to work nine hours. That's overwhelming. That's uh, you know kind of a stressful. Yeah. Uh, playing soccer, playing soccer, it gets you. Yes, of course, it's a you know it's a job, and mm-hmm. someone has to do it. And if you are talented and you can do that for a living, it's fantastic. But uh, at the end of the day, it's a uh, you know it's a dream come true for pretty much every single soccer player, especially the ones who reach the statue of Neymar. So uh, maybe what the translation. You know, they get a little lost in translation. Mm. What he wanted to say is, I don't want to play anymore further than the 2022 because I want to party from there on all the time. And I don't want anybody to tell me if I have to party with my sister or if I'm fat or if I didn't score or if I roll over like he did in 2018 on the World Cup. So I don't like that. So that's why I don't want to play anymore. Right. But even though I think it's a lie, I think it's a completamente un vendehumo, como decimos en español. Mm-hmm. He's a smoke seller. He's, he's, uh, he's trying to tell us something that I, I don't think that even himself believes in that. Well, oh, and and I, I give you a couple of things. Oh, okay, go. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to ask. Like, no, no, he, he, very, very, no, no, very short. Okay, very okay. short. One is that, you know, yeah, you might be tired of soccer and you don't want to play anymore and you want to party, you know, from that, from 2022 on. But the second thing is, the money that's going to be involved in that particular World Cup in 2026. Yeah, Puma. Be more teams, Puma alone is like... More teams <laughs> you better be in, playing. In U.S., <laughs> in U.S., and yeah. Mexico, and Canada, is going to be the biggest World Cup in history. And uh, and I doubt it very much that he will miss that one. Well, the, the, speaking of the, the sort of that aspect of, like, uh, you know, players that... that, that, that obviously get frustrated with criticism. Lionel Messi did retire from the national team at one point, right? He said, yes. uh, you know, yes. after, what was it, uh, Copa America, right? Was it? Uh, Copa America. Where he, where yeah. he was like, Copa I'm America done. Centenario. 
It's eight, right, it's centenario. Well, you, you know, yeah, but I also eight. said I'd never eat Doritos again after I got sick from eating an entire big bag. And here I am still <laughs> yeah, eating Doritos. Yeah, yeah, right, so, right. you know what I mean? How many people say, I don't want to drink anymore after eating un pedo que se agarraron This is my last cigarette. I, say, oh, I promise. I don't drink anymore. I don't drink anymore. I said, yeah, <laughs> you got a red card available. You know what I do think? I know. The, I think the reason why he said this is because he's still an ambassador for the Qatar World Cup. So I think this is to get more eyes. Not that you need to promote a World Cup more than you already do, but I think this is to get more eyes on the Qatar World Cup because he is an ambassador. You know, that's his. That's who pays his checks, my friend. <laughs> I'd say the same yeah, thing. Well, well. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I was going to say, Presidente, I did, I did want to ask you, obviously you are in studio uh, covering uh, the, the World Cup qualifiers for Fubo TV. And it's been it's so entertaining to watch. It, it's, uh, it, it's been fun because there's been a lot of dancing. You've, you've, uh, you, Meli- uh, Melissa Ortiz, uh, are, are introducing... Uh, uh, to, Soundsified to, to, the, <laughs> the, the sports <laughs> presentation. <laughs> you know, you can't... It, it's not simply about telling the scores, doing previews highlights it is how are we gonna be you know you know latinofying uh-huh. uh the, the 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 studio so i want to ask a simple question who is okay who is the best dancer uh, amongst all the co-hosts Me. okay <laughs> and who needs the most work let's not say next, worse next question next question <laughs> who needs next the question. most work in the hip movement department yeah yeah who do you feel like could use a couple a little bit more instruction <laughs> Juan Pablo Angel. What? Uh, no me diga. Yo. Yeah. yeah. Because because Juan Pablo Angel, he's uh, <laughs> he sleeps in the gym, man. He is solid, yes. man. Chiseled. Every time, every time I say, how you doing? How you doing, Juan Pablo? I do like this, and it goes like a thing. You know? He's like a rock, man. I don't know. He, he's probably working out 24 hours a day at this particular moment. I think he's working out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He can, he's like he's built like Colossus so from X Men. Like he doesn't like a lot of moves, you know. <laughs> that's that's a shame uh, for uh, a Colombian. He, he only moves this. Look, yeah. He only looks moves this. If only if only you could score a goal while doing a little merengue, maybe he would <laughs> he'd be down. You know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I think I think Juan Pablo, Juan Pablo is a stiff. That, one. Okay. Yes. All right. That that is a shock. All right. We'll we'll uh, you know we'll we'll let. The, you know the rest of the Fubo staff to you know remind him that he needs to he needs to uh, go ahead. It's it in his contract, apparently, right? I mean, it's in everyone's contract on that on that broadcast. Ask around. Ask okay, around. Uh, Presidente, we have uh, our we have questions from fans. This is our our supporters group. They're called the Gully Squad. Okay, they are they have a couple questions that they sent in for you. So I want to ask uh, this one, and this was uh, this is from uh, Freddy Alarcón. Uh, he asked the question. He says, as a son of an Ecuador as uh, of Ecuadorian immigrant parents Fernanda was constantly on my TV yes. growing up and probably probably loads of other kids too uh Fernando how does it feel to be part uh, 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 of an entire Latinx American generation's childhood and we, we could say the same thing for yeah, ourselves absolutely. we grew up watching you as well I love it man uh let's oh look at that I got goosebumps on this is serious okay. business now. uh many people many people think that many times when they tell me oh you look old man well, thank God I look old. Otherwise, I would have died young. <laughs> uh, I, I'm looking. I'm looking old. Uh, actually, I'm looking very young for for 61 year old guy. That's true. Uh, the thing is that uh, I love it when the people tell me, "Oh, you know what? I used to watch it with my father. I used to watch it with my grandparents. I used to I used to watch you uh, in, in Univision when you were doing Lente Loco. You know, I was a, I was a co-creator of Lente yeah. Loco, very oh, yeah, famous show in, uh, um, of comedy and pranks." in uh, Univision in the early 90s. And when they told me, oh, man, I, I traveled with you around the world with Sofia Vergara in Fuera de Serie. Dude, it was absolutely fabulous, you know? We went around the world. I, I'm the co-creator of that show, too. And then when I went back to sports in uh, 1999 and we created República Deportiva, which was another breakthrough in, uh, in sports entertainment, you know, it's absolutely fantastic that the kids telling me, oh, man, you are a legend. Oh, my God, you are an icon. Oh, it, it really, it really you, know, you know, breaks my heart in a good sense of the way because, uh, you know, I feel so good and so proud of my Latino, uh, you know, heritage. And, uh, and, and especially because I was able, right after
after I left Univision, I was able to go and do the famous crossover that which I didn't intend and I didn't even think about it. But uh, fortunately, when I left when I left Univision, it, you know, people from Fox Sports uh, they tell me, "Oh, do you want to bring your Latino flavor to the to the English broadcasting?" And uh, and and it was a, an honor. It was an honor to bring my my character of a president and and my uh, Hispanic craziness uh, and, and and knowledge of a different kind to the to the general market in in Fox Sports. You know, a, a company that I never had any relationship with before, and they were offering me to go there, and and it was four fantastic years working working with them, including one more World Cup, which was my eighth. Uh, 2018 Russia, and uh, and and also it was a f- fabulous feeling to get from the people that didn't speak any Spanish, and they say, "Oh, Fernando, you know, we're watching you, and we really like you, and uh, you know what you're doing in Fox, and we like that you always uh, tell Alexis yeah, the way yeah. it is, the way the fans <laughs> feel, uh, because you know what happened. We have to, you know, especially with you guys, that we gonna we gonna feel the same way probably. Uh, there are so many ex players." as pundits now that they are talking and give their opinion that sometimes we are bombarded but the feeling and the point of view of the ex-players yep. which they have one perspective but you know at that time in Fox they tell me yeah listen we want to bring you over because we have Alexi Laras, we have Eric Guinalda, we have Stuart Holden, we have Hercules Gomez they have a lot of ex-players that they have one yeah. point of view of what soccer is all about around the world so I brought the idea and the opinion of the fan, of the guy who was sitting at the stands watching those guys play. And it's a completely different point of view. And if you look at right now at many shows, many sports shows, or many uh, podcasts, or many tweets, or many anything, you have a lot of ex-players, which is fabulous for one point of view and one sense of what is soccer around the world. And how do you deliver to the people that are right. listening right. or watching? We have another view. We have a completely different view. And for me, uh, it's absolutely fantastic to view yeah. that side. And it's, look, especially speaking of fans, I mean, you've got you, there's so many things that you're known for. But we've got two questions. They're basically the same. Trish Murphy and Justin Freeberg. They say, uh, what age did you add? Uh, Trish Murphy and Justin Freeberg. <laughs> they said, what age did you add the mustache permanently? And how do you maintain such a beautiful mustache? I think you were born with it, but <laughs> I think you came out with a full mustache. Yeah. Yeah. I, I sent you, I sent you the picture now. I sent you the picture in a few minutes so that you can include it later and you can okay. show it on, uh, on, on the show. Yes. I was born with mustache. Yes. I have it since, uh, since the very first day. And yes, I'm going to tell you something that not many people know. But I want them to know I'm using just for men for the last 20 years. And uh, the most I look really natural. And just for men never give me the sponsorship. That is a crime. That is a crime, Fernando. That is when, let, let me show you. Let me. <laughs> what? You really have the box? <laughs> Look, I even did this for Dr. Men. I tried to convince them that they need me. They need all you did it for them. And you, I, I did it for them. I said, listen, you did this. That's, yeah, that is, that, that, um, cover, that yeah, that's sad. Is that is sad. You. That is sad. That is a crime. Yeah, that is sad. That is sad that they never, they never, uh, sponsor me and, uh, and, and, and it's funny, but it's true. In 2014 in Brazil, I met a very famous soccer player that okay. I don't want to mention. But I said, oh, my God, you you know, and he's Portuguese and he's not CR7. <laughs> but I said, oh, you're doing the commercials for uh, Just for Men. Oh, this is this is great. And uh, no, I don't want to tell this. Yeah, but it happened. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, I should be doing. The you were like, oh, I shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> okay. Oh, look, I, I didn't realize Nani had gray hair, but okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> no. 
Okay. Uh, uh, Fernando Fiore, thank you so much uh, for, for joining us. Uh, we, we have to get to our, our Galasso gift. We got your opportunity. We're going uh, to give you an opportunity to celebrate a goal. Uh, celebrate it however you like. We'll turn it into okay. a gift that will live on the internet forever. Alexis will give you a scenario. Feel free to celebrate it however you like. Alexis, uh, how, what is the scenario for uh, El Presidente? It is uh, 2022. It is the World Cup final. It is Argentina versus Germany. For some reason, <laughs> Fernando, you have been brought in as a substitute to take the final penalty. You score that penalty. You win your country a World Cup, Fernando. What do you do? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Okay, you're looking like a, a, a uh, EL winning the yeah. World Cup. I love it. <laughs> you look like you're waiting for my abuela to finish yeah, the ropa was... vieja so we can all eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's an absolutely fantastic situation to score a goal. Uh, at 61, I'm playing every single oh. Saturday with my friends. I'm yeah. the oldest player of the team. I'm the oldest player of the team, but... Uh, I well, that's why I said penalty, <laughs> just in case. You know what I mean? I didn't need you pulling a hamstring. No, 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 no. Okay, but it's... No, no, no. This is uh, it's absolutely fantastic. And uh, before I go, I uh, I hope that everybody is watching us on Football TV with the qualifiers because we will have all the rest of the qualifiers until March next year. And uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be working with you guys in the same network. I have a lot of fun, uh, the whole crew at Football TV here with the qualifiers are excellent. So please follow me in uh, Twitter at Fernando Fiore, Instagram, Fiore Official. Well done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, and a great, great follow on social media. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, Fernando, everybody give him a follow. And make sure follow at Football Sports on all social channels as well. Follow at Soccer Cooligans if you want to follow us. Keep up with everything that, uh, that we're doing. Uh, and subscribe to the Football Sports YouTube channel for uh, full interviews and uh, more shows, highlights of Fernando highlights and a, a bunch of other stuff. So, uh, Presidente, always an honor uh, to get absolute to talk honor. to you. Uh, absolute uh, a pleasure. Uh, una my, leyenda, my, pleasure. Una le my pleasure. And if you want, if you want a special, if you want a special message, uh, asking at Cameo. Okay. Oh <laughs> yeah, Cameo, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of followers that they are absolutely fabulous. And and it's not only the people sometimes think that it's only for the money. It's not for the money. Sometimes it's the, so rewarding to the heart because there are so many people who ask me for special messages for uh, you know a father or a grandfather that is in a hospital or they've been through COVID or they are yeah, celebrating yeah. 80th year. Uh, birthday and they say please Fernando you will make me so happy and uh, forget about of course everybody wants to make money there's a platform that you know is a commercial platform cameo but more than that at my age is to try to give back to the community try to give back a, a, a sense of a, a big smile to the people that I right. cannot reach on the street many times say hey how come do you charge for sending me a message we have to charge because it's right, a platform right. that it charges me but the good thing is that we make a lot of people happy with a message, very personalized message. And, and I love to be doing that because uh, the last two years, they were very, very much so. for you so know, many people. I, I grew up watching you as well. I, you know, I'm going to send you money. I'm going to ask you for a favor. My <laughs> no, mother, I... <laughs> my mother, Lucia Polanco, you just say hola, Lucia. Tell her that. She'll... <laughs> Lucia Polanco, besitos. <laughs> Amazing. She goes she go nuts. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, Fernando Fiore, thank you so much for joining us. Let us end the show the way we normally do, as is yes. uh, tradition. So please join us in this as well. So for Fernando Fiore, my name is Cristian Polanco. And I'm Alexis Guerreros, el vice presidente. <laughs> <laughs> and, together, and together, what are we? The, the Puerto 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 Puerto